everybody. Welcome back. It's Bamcast Extra, episode 117. Yeah. I'm Chuck. I'm Harlow. And we're back. Yeah. We took a little little vacay, mm-hmm. a little time to uh, reflect and uh, reach an inner peace or whatever. I don't know. We had some time off, but we're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, as chosen by the poll, uh, we watched 1993's Last Action Hero, a divisive movie in a lot of circles I, um, this was a box office failure so that meant schwarzenegger's done at the time i mean what did he do after this that was big did he have any more big hits um i mean not like huge hits this was kind of like this kind of was the quote-unquote nail in the coffin as far as like the mega blockbusters i the, think the magic was gone i mean i i think because, I mean, wasn't it, like, Eraser and stuff like this after that? Yeah. And then he went, like, down his, like, really not-so-good stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean... I mean, no, and True Lies was a year after. Okay, so True Lies okay. is still big, but then it was, like, Junior, Eraser, Jing all the way, Batman and Robin. It was like, okay, we're, we're done with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, True Lies, one last one. True Lies was was a big hit. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, this was only two years after Terminator 2. Oh, I know. I know. So, um, also, this came out right in the vicinity of Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. And this was at a time where we could not figure out a way to support one other movie during a time when one movie was dominating everything. Sure. Um, but, yeah, anyway. So, this, this is a movie notorious for not making the money that Schwarzenegger movies make. And as a result, people have said over time, oh, my God, worst movie ever. Last Action Hero fucking sucks. That's not true. It does not suck. It has problems. Mm-hmm. It, it has a wide range of problems, but there's a lot of good in this, too. So I I, I don't really know if we want to go scene by scene with this because it, there's, a, there's a lot. I mean, yeah, I think we should probably just hit the highlights. Um, I mean, so there's I mean, a kid. I would hope most people know the plot of this, but. We'll pretend like you've never seen it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a movie obsessed kid. Yes, and he lives in shitty New York, super shitty, like you know, pre Disney Times Square area. You will die mm-hmm. if you go outside in New York City. Well, like this was like literally Times Square is the worst, and mm. there, it's weird because in this world there's it's still the worst, but there's a thousand theaters showing real movies. Yeah, and it's like no, they they were porno theaters by this point in time, but whatever. Um. But yeah, he can't have porno in a PG. He, he's thirteen. Movie. He's constantly sneaking out uh, from school and home to watch Jack Slater movies right. at this rundown theater. Because um, this whole f- the whole movie starts in a Jack Slater movie. Right. Like we don't see the kid first. We see like the end of this Jack Slater movie, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which is it's a parody of Arnold movies, but also it is not an Arnold movie we've ever gotten, and no. it's fucking great. Like everything about this is what this the following movie should have been like we're watching we're watching basically jack slater Mm three which is and we're at the tail end of it and there's uh, a bad guy up on a roof who's got jack slater's kid and jack slater shows up at the scene and he enters the movie by walking across (laughs) cop car rooftops yeah Um, yelled at the chief and all that like you can't go in there it's your badge toss toss yeah. yeah Um, punches the deputy uh, governor, I the think. Lieutenant governor, the lieutenant governor, yeah. yeah. Tina Turner introduces, like, you can't go in there. This is the lieutenant governor. And like, then he just <laughs> punches that man in the face. And call says, me when the governor gets you. Yeah. And uh, wh- he has a walkie-talkie, and he's walking inside, and the chief is still yelling at him on the walkie-talkie, and he just crushes it in his hand. And the voice on the walkie-talkie just goes, blah, 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 <laughs> as it would, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything about this opening bit is like, oh my god, yeah. I want this Arnold movie. So it's weird because um, I think we'd both kind of forgotten that. I mean, there there are multiple screenwriters credited with mm-hmm. writing this. Um, mm-hmm. One of them being like Zach Penn, who went on to do like X Men and Avengers right. and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but Shane Black is one of the actual writer writers. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Penn, I think, was just credited for story, story or something like that. So it's weird because. This feels more like a parody of a lethal, like a later lethal weapon movie mm-hmm. than it does any Arnold movie, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, is kind of funny because he wrote the first one and then probably was like, what the hell are you doing with my series <laughs> by three and four? You know, right. Yeah. Um, so it's it's weird because it's it almost feels like a revenge of him of like, hey, I wrote this gritty, you know, buddy cop thing that was actually really good. And mm-hmm. you, you went continually crazier with them. 
I don't have had three even come out because like two is good. We, we agree. Yeah. Two, oh yeah. Two, two is still good. Is awesome. But three like, is like what's yeah, happening? That's where it's just like all right, we're blowing up rooftops <laughs> yeah. and all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So it's it's a showdown, and you know, he ends up like we don't really see the ending ending because uh, in this version the this is where we're introduced to the kid because the the projector, projector goes, goes out, out of focus. out of focus and he runs up and finds Art Carney who's like the guy who that's not Art Carney. Huh? Art Carney is his second cousin in the movie. This is just oh. another old dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Shit. Yeah. Art, oh, yeah. Yeah, Art Carney's the guy in the movie. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, my bad. No, it's okay. Uh, um, who is that dude? Uh, I don't know. Nick. Which, yeah. That doesn't matter. Oh, all right. Robert Prosky. Robert Prosky, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's in The Natural, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, he finds Nick and is just like, he's falling asleep and there's basically just like this kid that's actually watching the movie and a bunch of bums sleeping in the yeah. theater. Hey, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then that's when he's like, oh, yeah, um, you know, you should probably be in school here only like four hours late. You should go now. Yeah, it's, it's weird because he's like an accomplice to this whole like, you know, kind of. He's story. just like, hey, good to see you. Yeah. He's like, hey, why don't you come back at midnight? I'm going to screen the new print of yeah. Jack Slater floor four to make sure it works, you know, right. Which is accurate. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, yeah, cool. Uh, he does go to school because there's a scene uh, where they're teaching the kids Hamlet. And they show a clip of the Lawrence Olivier version, and no, the kids aren't having it, and he well, just. Imagines. Well, I like, I like that the teacher's like, you may recognize him as Zeus from Clash of the Titans. <laughs> That's which, which is fairly accurate for most, introducing kids yeah. uh, to who Lawrence Olivier. That is. is absolutely how you should <laughs> explain that if you wanted a kid in 1993 to go, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but they all giggle at that because it's fucking dumb, uh-huh. and uh, so he just imagines his own yeah. Jack Slater version of Hamlet, which is. <laughs> Which is fucking absurd. It's so good. <laughs> so it's got dumb voiceover tagline trailer guy doing voice, just the dumbest puns. And then, like, just, man, at one point, just Arnold just pulls out a machine gun and starts murdering people in Hamlet World, which is real good. Mm-hmm. Like, so we're two for two now of this, like, oh, the movie world Schwarzenegger is really good. Like, man, this is really solid stuff. Um, but yeah, then he goes home and his mom yells at him for, you know, various things, skipping school and, and going to the movies and whatnot. And it's just like, OK, I got to go to work because I'm a single mom and I work the weirdest shift ever. So you lock this door. Don't you dare leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, the kid has to go yeah, to the movie. Well, well, so like, yeah, he's hanging out. It's like 11 o'clock and he's like, I got to kill some time before I go to the theater. So mm-hmm. he's doing things that you would do in 93, watching Arsenio and yep. stuff like that. And then uh-huh. it's finally like, all right, time to go. Yep. And. As soon as he starts to go, he's immediately home invaded by someone walking by. And man, this is so there's a lot of like, give this kid a weapon. Let's see if the kid's willing to murder or not, or not in this movie. Uh, at this point, no, <laughs> the kid is not willing to murder because uh, the, the robber is just like, I'm going to I'm going to give you this knife, kid. Just put it in me. Come on out here. Yeah. I'll even turn around. Just stab me to death. Right. But he's basically like, you got a bunch of shit here. Here's the handcuff key. Oh, you made him handcuff himself to the pipe in the yes. in the bathroom yeah. and tosses the key in the toilet, which I guess he gets because he's then running to the theater. And no, then he's at the police station giving a oh, statement. That's right. And yeah. it's only like 20 minutes later and they've already gotten to him and they're they've finished up taking his statement right. and everything and still makes it to the theater. Yep. Almost on time. Almost on time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, Robert Prosky is all dressed up like a like an usher. It's like, ah, I was back in my day. I was an usher and see. Yeah. <laughs> and I got moved to projectionist and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Then he's like, then he then he just before he even decides to screen the movie, he starts telling a story about how Houdini visited the theater when his dad owned it. Mm-hmm. And he got invited backstage and he produced this magic ticket and said, it's magic. It was given me by someone like the greatest magician in India who's given it to by the greatest magician in Tibet and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm giving it to you. And yep. He's like, yeah. how's it work? I don't know. Never tried it. So Let, let's let's rip this <laughs> this nice piece of memorabilia in half. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they rip it in half, and, and of course it's a magic ticket. It so, is. So okay. he starts watching Jack Slater four, mm-hmm. and then nothing really happens. Like you know, it's just all of a sudden it's like the ticket is like, hey, doo doo and you're in the you're in the movie. Well, we get so there's the long opening scene of uh, Anthony Quinn and uh, Charles Dance, mm-hmm. who are torturing. Uh, Art Carney, right. who is Jack Slater's favorite second cousin, mm-hmm. telling him a bunch of stuff, which is just a ruse to get that information to Jack Slater. Um, and Charles Dance is the the henchman for Anthony Quinn, who's the big mob guy. And he uh, just I, I can't say enough good things about Charles Dance in this movie. Like if Charles Dance wasn't in this movie, this movie would just flatline. This movie would fucking suck. Um, 
So he's got a glass eye, which has always got some weird comical bullshit in it. Like, you it's, know, it's always like scene appropriate, like, uh, which I don't know how you plan that. <laughs> it, you know, it's more the dumbness of, of this world. Right. But uh, yeah, he's got like a like a bullseye uh, glass eye in because he takes a shot at our carney. There's a little tiny target next to his head and he's way on the other side of this mansion. Yeah, not even looking. Just no, yeah. no look like no scope. 360 shoots next to Art Carney. Right. Yeah. So there's there's all this henchman exposition, blah, blah, blah. And then we cut to two cops who are uh, going to a house saying they got a call, the anonymous phone tip that it was a crack house. And one guy's like, this doesn't look like a crack house. And the other guy's like, what do you want? 60 guys dancing on the lawn, throwing cocaine at each other. <laughs> Come yeah. on, let's go. And then that's when Jack Slater drives up and he's like, hey, this yeah. is my favorite second cousin's house. What are you doing here? And they're like, we got an anonymous tip. It's a crack house. And he's like, get out of here. So he goes to kick the door down. And then like right before he does it, he's like, I'll just try the doorknob. And it's like, oh, it works. I'll go in. And yeah, our Carney's like right there tied to a chair. And he's just like, hey, uh, listen to me. Mob things. Uh, yeah, blah, imp- blah, blah. Important exposition. Yeah. I'm dying. Yeah. And so he, <laughs> he looks down and there's a there's a, a bundle of cards pinned to his chest that says Slater on it. And he picks them up and he starts going through them. And it's just five, <laughs> four, <laughs> three. He gets all the way down to two and he's like, oh, my God, get out of the house. So they all uh, run out of this house. And man, this this house is like in the middle of a very public area in L.A. And they just blow this house the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the kids watching the movie is like. Slater's all right. Those two cops are dead. <laughs> and so, like, after this explosion, you just see <laughs> Arnold push up out of this pile of debris. And then the camera goes up to the tree where, like, the two cops are there. And it just pans up to one cop. And he's just like, ah, two days to retirement. <laughs> and then you get the Lethal Weapon sexy sax music. <laughs> Real dumb. Yeah. Uh, and then just a, a pickup truck full of henchmen show up and are shooting at Jack. And so this leads to a car chase. And they're just throwing dynamite and shit at him. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's what starts it is. Yeah. The the ticket starts glowing. Right. And one of the like bundles of dynamite goes into the theater and Cuz well, they throw this bundle of dynamite at Jack who shoots it, mm-hmm. which then goes back and then one of the other guys shoots it and that launches it into the theater yeah. and it starts rolling down the aisle and the kid's like uh what and so he just starts running and then the explosion propels him into the movie. Yeah. So now he's in the back seat of Arnold's car. Yeah. And it should, and it should be noted that like one of the craziest things about this movie is the cast mm-hmm. just because like cameos and it's it's basically it's basically like everybody all right let me back up it's like think of the expendables where they were like we got to get everybody together that you know you know you would recognize and some degree yes mm-hmm. i mean like there's things like you know there's little people like gary daniels that most people wouldn't recognize and we'd be like hey mm-hmm. but this movie truly is like Every known henchman guy you can think of is in this movie. Yeah. Like Al Young is in this car. Yeah. And like it's it's just chock full of like, It's every that guy hey stuntman right. slash henchman right. you can think of is is at some point showing right. up in this. Like like when you said the the Hamlet thing, that was actually Don LaFontaine, yeah. like the movie trailer guy. You yeah. know, so it's like they went all out for like every little aspect and detail of this. Mm-hmm. But yes, the they he dives out of the way of the dynamite and ends up in Jack Slater's car and then for the next like 45 minutes of the movie we're in Jack Slater world you know like he the kid is it's fish out of water kid in Jack Slater world yeah and he's trying to convince him that it's a movie yep so okay two things one during the car chase that continues mm-hmm. because it does um there's a bit where uh he shoots one guy who was about to throw some dynamite that guy still clutching the dynamite is launched into an ice cream truck mm-hmm. which explodes and then you see Al Leong collapse on the front of the pickup truck with an ice cream cone stuck in the back of his head and Arnold says ice that guy to cone a phrase <laughs> and you're like yeah all right but then that's when the problem I, my main problem with this movie sets in is that so this kid who fucking loves Jack Slater movies and loves just this world is like oh my god I can't this this I, I love watching this movie and all these movies over and over and over again as soon as he's in this world is just trying to wet blanket the whole goddamn thing by just like, Hey, fuck you. This is a movie. Like, shut up. None of this matters. It's a movie. He's just constantly just trying to naysay everything and just be like, he should just shut up, deliver the information that he has, which because he's got information about the bad guys because he saw it. Mm -hmm. But this whole notion that he's has to prove that it's a movie serves no purpose whatsoever like what does he want to what is he hoping to accomplish here 
Like he just wants them all to admit it's a movie and then everything just stops. I don't know. It, it's just it, anybody in this situation wouldn't be like, I got to shut this shit down. They would be like, holy shit, I'm in a movie. This is going to be awesome. I'm here with Arnold and we're going to do Arnold things. And oh, my God, stunts and crazy things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's constant. Just I have to convince you that this is a movie. You're not real. And this is all bullshit. And that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. It never has. I've seen this movie half a dozen times. And each time I'm thinking it's going to click. And it's just like this kid's actions don't make any sense. Like this kid should be on an adventure having fun. And instead, he's just like, this is dumb. That doesn't make sense. You're I know what you're going to say. You know, it's just. Yeah, he immediately turns the other way. Like, I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, but but to be fair, that's almost every kid fish out of water movie. I mean, like they dream about being in whatever thing. And the second they're there, they're like, I've got to get home. Like and get home is one thing. But to say everything about you is bullshit. Now take me home is another. I guess. I I don't know. I just I feel like that's such a it's another movie trope that it, it it's never really bothered me that much I, I just i think you could do this exact same story without all of the the constant oh absolutely just... and i mean yeah i i almost feel like I, I know people are sick of remakes long long in the tooth sequels i think we're ready for a last action hero 2 with the rock <laughs> i just think he's at the point <laughs> of his career where his movies have gotten ridiculous enough his movies where... are the jack slater movies at this that's point. what i mean like, and i'm saying like like skyscraper is a jack slater movie right that's what i mean one. i'm just saying he is at the point of his career and he's got comedic timing yeah that i think it would be it would be amazing to see a, another last action hero with the rock at this point yeah you could certainly try it mm-hmm. and and maybe come up with a better framing device for it because basically, when you when you boil it all down at the end, there are no stakes in this movie at all. Not really. No. I mean, there's really no danger to anything that's real. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Wiley's in movie world. I mean, I guess we'll hit the highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, we come to find out that like at the end of the thing, when the movie went out of focus, um, the Ripper guy or whatever the hell his name was, the Axe Man, the Tom Noonan character, right. basically like. Not only did he, you know, have a dramatic thing where he shot him, but he grabbed his kid and his kid's dead. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, there's like that late late stage action movie where kid's dead. But guess what? He has another kid. It's he has a daughter who's Bridget Wilson, Mm -hmm. who's like, you know, super hot and immediately is like, but also like a badass. Like, of course, she's just like trained like Jack. She's basically female Jack Slater. Yes. She doesn't have much to do in the movie except for like a being eye candy and then occasionally like flipping the damsel thing on its head. Yeah, like you know. aside from one scene where they all come to his house and and menace them, like after that, she's pretty much not right. in it yeah. until she shows up in a truck late game. But right. yeah, but it's like she's there, and it's like there's that whole like home life thing situation, and the kids infatuated with her, of course. Oh yeah, and keeps calling her the actress's right. name, not not her name or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like that's happening, and then like very early on, he gets taken to L.A. PD's headquarters, which this is probably where like the most insanity happens because well they have valet services for sure. This first. Yeah, well, yeah, they have this like fancy like flat fountain in the middle with like the the police seal and then uh, and then valet service. Yep. Which I, I one one little thing about this movie I love is like Jack's got this like you know old convertible you know tough guy car mm-hmm. and I love uh, every single like you know he, of course he treats it like shit he's like doing two wheel stunts on the stunt spectacular launching it off of things we didn't even mention the fact that like this whole thing ends in like really bad CG like hop off this and then like land on a coke truck and then like drive off of that and then like while the other car tries to do it and explodes I mean it's like well all, he drove this- yeah he drove off a bridge into the LA river basin at right. one point and they have a chase down there and then yeah he launches up out of there onto this weird cartoon hydraulic lift onto mm-hmm. a coke truck and off of that yeah and then but i like all this stuff in the and the car works perfectly but every single time he brings the car to a stop and turns it off it does that like yeah <laughs> like i just i died i breathed my left last breath here yep. and every single time he does that including at the valet yes and and i i that's a little piece of this movie that i actually really love that yep. like every single time he turns the car off it's just like i am dead mm-hmm. <laughs> yes but this this isn't just like the L.A. This isn't like just Jack Slater's L.A.P.D. police station. It is like every movie's 
LAPD police station in this because walking in, it's like Sharon Stone in her basic out instinct outfit is walking out, passed by Robert Patrick in his Terminator 2 cop outfit. Mm-hmm. Because, and, like, eh, eh. yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like there will be weird sci fi dominatrix police women. There's, and there's one lady who's just a clerk who is dressed pretty much as a dominatrix, dominatrix with her badge just like clipped to a, a belt that's covering her boobs. I mean, yeah. it is. It is absurd in the best way because L.A. police precincts have always been made to look like these wonderful locales. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but like and then there's just, then there's just there is literally just a desk where they are assigning people their new partner. Yeah. You know, that trope. And it's like it's rookie partner and rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, you and cartoon cat. And he's like, there's a there's a literal cartoon out there. And he's like, yeah, he was he's, he's off the force, man. but I mean, he just got back. And he's like, but it's a cartoon. Obviously, it's a movie. He's like, what are you talking about? He's a cartoon cat. He's been off. He's been on leave, but you know, suspended, but he's back now. And then it's like you rookie cop and, and CG recreation of black and white Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yep. it's, it's this kind of dumb shit. And it it's is. just like, there is just a desk where they are assigning the new partners. And of course the screaming chief, which he uh-huh. is screaming and like busting his windows, <laughs> windows constantly, <are> shattering. <laughs> um, is basically like, Hey, this kid's your new partner because he knows information about this case. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I, yeah, all that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like what all oh at some point charles dance and company like go to his house and like i think they overheard the kid saying like they were listening outside the police station or something like that and they no, were- they uh the kid is like we got to go to the drug dealer's house oh, right. and they yeah, just right. drive yeah, by yeah, it yeah. and he's like the bad guys are in there and arnold goes on this rant of just like oh all of my police training i should have just pointed to a random house and said the bad guys are in there so they go to the door and it's like can we speak to the drug dealer of the house please and charles dance comes out and they, they just have this back and forth, but the kid's like, that's the guy. He said all these things, and that's when Charles Dance is like, what? Yeah, because basically he like comes back and is like, goes to Arnold's place and like, how did you know this? How did you know what I was wearing and what I said and all, yeah. the, and all the stuff? Mm-hmm. And they trash his house, and it's a whole other crazy scene. Yep, uh, to which, so Arnold had gone away because he saw a picture of his dead kid and was sad, so mm-hmm. he had to go get a cigar. So he leaves for like six hours, and that's when the bad guys show up. There's, man, there's... So there's a few dumb action bits in this scene when he gets back, uh, one of which is so he drops in through a skylight and just takes two guys guns and makes them shoot each other. Mm-hmm. And then that's when there's just fucking chaos going on. And at one point, one of the dudes who he's killed has fallen into a chair and he slides behind the chair rips out the cord of a lamp and electrocutes that guy, which makes that guy <laughs> come alive. Like when you pour, you know, whatever on the octopus at the weird mm-hmm. Asian restaurants. But so it makes this guy come alive and he fires his gun to kill another guy across the room. It's there's just, there are flashes of the first couple of Jack Slater bits in the rest of this quote unquote movie that are yes, good, dumb action. Let's do this. But like, they're just, and it's the kid, really, that's ruining all of it, as kids do in, in action movies. But, um, th- yeah, a lot of the dumb business in this is pretty good. Like, they they slap around the, the daughter a couple of times, and then she's like, oh, hell no, and just <laughs> goes to town on this one guy, beats him the hell up. Um, all the while screaming like she's still getting beat up. Yes. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, uh, it's a whole bunch of dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. And then- the whole, like, plot of this Jack Slater four movie is is Anthony Quinn is going to murder his competitors or whatever at this funeral and is just this long drawn out. No one gives a fuck. It's it's a fart joke. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's one it, long it, fart it's a joke. 20, 20, 25 minute long fart joke. It is because the, the fat guy that's dead is named LaFart. Yeah. And they have stuffed him full of nerve gas. And to at one point, it's like, oh, I see the fart is going to pass gas one last time. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just becomes like. All right, we got to get to this hotel because they're having a funeral on the rooftop of this hotel and sneak up there while the kid gets a crane yeah. and they like try to, you know, take the body away. And it's, so it's just like it's stunt, stunt, stunt. Hell, there's a helicopter. There, there's been this setup too because F. Murray Abraham is in this as mm-hmm. a government agent friend of Jack's and the kid is immediately like, oh no, that guy killed Mozart. And, you know, because all 12 year olds are watching Amadeus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's probably true. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so that's a running joke for this whole movie. And eventually, yeah, guess what? That guy was a piece of shit. He turns on Jack and they have like this back and forth. And this is when like the, the handcuff key that the the home invader guy threw at the kid in the real world, mm-hmm. he still had it in his pocket. And so he gets chained to a pipe and then he gets 
out of that via that. That's a good callback, mm -hmm. but still. Um, but yeah. yeah, this is just crazy stunt spectacular, but it's also framed with a fart joke. And it's like, yeah, everything that's going on here is kind of cool, but we know you're just building to one really lame fart joke. And that's pretty much what they do. Yeah, they end up dropping the body in the, in the La Brea tar pits and then it fart bubbles up, but doesn't explode. And they're like, oh, oh we're safe. Mm -hmm. And then I, this is like my favorite thing is that this is when Brigitte Wilson, like, I guess it's just Bridget. She's not. No. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's no, she's former not. wife uh, Bridget Wilson like rolls up in her jeep and is like hey I thought you I heard you were here I thought you might need some clean clothes like after Arnold just climbed out of the tar pit and it's like he's, and he's climbing like, out of the tar pit he's got like three napkins yeah. and he's gotten all the tar off right. of himself and, and the kid's just like did do you not see why how convenient this is like <laughs> yeah that's one of the that's one of the the good pointing out movie tropes that actually works in this yeah. most of it's just like this is dumb. You're stupid, Arnold. But, you know, yeah. but whatever. There's a lot of him trying to pronounce his actual <laughs> name, which. <sighs> and somehow I think this is around the time when Charles Dance gets hold of the ticket. Charles Dance got the ticket because the kid had it in his wallet. And right. He stole the kid's wallet oh, okay. when he was at the house. So, but yeah, he's realized like he can touch a wall and kind of phase through it. So he's piecing it together like what this does. He immediately just goes to Sherlock Holmes. Whatever, mm -hmm. whatever remains must be the truth uh, thing. So he's just like, well parallel worlds multiple dimensions i'm going there and let me kill anthony quinn because he's an annoying idiot yep and uh because he's he's constantly getting idioms wrong yeah he's like i don't want to be a fourth wheel he's like he's in front of the eight ball it's it's all these things like and he's just like always constantly correcting him under his breath like, yeah yep mm -hmm. um so he kills him and then he monologues for a few seconds and then they just basically drive that truck into the mansion from the second story mm -hmm. um and charles dance is like see ya and he just phases out through the wall. Yeah, he takes uh the the henchman the it's it's the professor. Yeah, uh, what's Tanaka. His name? Yeah, yeah. But takes him with him, um, into the into our world basically. Yeah, for no real reason. That dude dies in the next ninety sure, seconds. But, but yeah, so the kid's like, uh, the gate's still open. We got to go through. And Arnold's like, well, all right, I guess now I believe you, kid. And they go through to the real world. And so now they're back in New York. Mm -hmm. And this is. It, it, it's weird because like the strange thing about this movie is like how many acts it has because mm -hmm. you have the first act of like all right let's establish that there's a kid in this real world and like he's obsessed with the movies and then this crazy like act two part one is mm -hmm. like in the fictional mm -hmm. jack slater world and mm -hmm. then act two part two is back in shitty new york with charles dance running around it's it's very it's a very strange pacing yep. mechanism yep and so Again, what I don't quite understand in this movie, this movie doesn't explain its rules well at all, is that so the kid wants Arnold to know that this is the real world. You can die here. Mm -hmm. But Arnold still seems to have super movie powers because like he's ripping doors off of cars. Well, he's, he's still Arnold. So, I mean, it's like it's I think it's just it's kind of like, all right, he's still a big dude. I don't know about ripping doors completely off of taxi cabs. <laughs> but w one of the first ones I remember is like his. You know, they end up back at the movie house, of course, because that's where they came in. Yeah. Um, and that's what was showing the movie, thus providing them a portal. Right. Um, so, like, he goes out immediately and, like, punches a car window and yes. is and is like driving away like that actually really hurt and he's like yeah you can't just punch car windows and expect it not to hurt yeah but also your hand should be a bloody stump <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> you shouldn't just go ow my hand right <laughs> so they don't quite establish until very late in the game that yeah. you know well but, you can die here but but they end up like they they go into a chicken mode in the alley again like where they're playing chicken with two cars mm -hmm. um and this is where the professor eats it because charles dance apparently used the magic ticket and got out of the car before it crashed sure um, but I like that like Arnold does like this is actually a, a really well framed shot mm -hmm. because it's all like he's basically like kid get out of the car and it's all shot from like where that kid is standing like looking down a long yeah. alley and you literally watch these two cars hit and go and then like lift up and then come back down mm -hmm. and then you f you f watch him run down the alley in like all one long steady cam shot it's, yep. it's 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 really well framed yep but Arnold like falls out of the car and he's like ow and he's like yeah i see i told you he's like oh you think i'm stupid this is a blah 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 it has front airbags whereas a you know a yeah. standard checker cab, cab doesn't. doesn't yeah and he's like who's stupid now <laughs> right yeah but anyway like he ends up going home and yeah yeah so he goes home and and then he's like mom meet my friend and mom's like "Ooh, a man mm -hmm. um so that's going on. But so Charles Dance is exploring the city and takes notice that 
you could just murder somebody and no one gives a fuck. He, mm-hmm. he noticed that a dude gets robbed for his shoes and he's like, how come there are no sirens? How come what's going on? No so, screaming, no sirens. Yeah. What's going on? So he goes to like an auto body shop, which I don't know why it's open at 3 a.m., but he's like, hey, pal, come here. I want you to help me with something. He's like, yeah, what? He's like, blam. And then he just walks outside. Well, he's standing there looking at his watch and then, he, then he's like, huh, still nothing. And so he shoots the ground twice. He's like, hello, I've just murdered a man intentionally. I want to confess. He's like, and one guy is like, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. So he has now realized, well, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, this is a world where the bad guys can win. Yep. And also he sets out, man. So this movie sets up such a, such an amazing idea that it doesn't follow through on at all because he's got the the movie section of the newspaper and mm-hmm. he is just highlighting every ad for every movie that's playing. And there he's talking to someone in a restaurant booth while he's doing this and the camera slowly pans over and it's like, oh, he went and got the Ripper guy from Jack Slater 3. Mm-hmm. Now, meanwhile, he's got ads from Dracula and like, you know, just... There's so your mind starts to go nuts at this point. Like, what is about to happen here? Holy shit. This is going to be crazy. No, uh, <laughs> basically. So he's he's went and got the, the the Tom Noonan character from Jack Slater three. Yeah, his goal is like a I, I think it's more like, OK, the, the movie does paint a, a, a more grandiose ending than it ends up providing. But I think like his idea was. I, st- I want to kill Jack Slater and then I will have free reign right. to do whatever I want. I yes. can I can hop from movie to movie stealing whatever riches they have. Yeah. Hop back to this world and, you know, consequence free. Like, you know, they're not going to figure out that I went through the dimensions. Mm-hmm. So the the his ultimate plan is I will get the Ripper and we're going to go to go to the premiere of Jack Slater four, right. where the real Arnold Schwarzenegger will be there. And if I kill him, Jack Slater no longer exists. Game over. Yes. And sure. he's just an actor. So that should be pretty easy. Yep. So, so, man, we get, like, movie premiere and cameos galore, mm-hmm. and Arnold and his wife are there, and, man, they, it's weird. This movie kind of paints Arnold to be an asshole, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> which it's, is a strange thing to do. <laughs> like, Jack Slater is the good guy. Arnold is a piece of shit. <laughs> it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's weird. Yeah. So... Because he's, like, trying to pimp Planet Hollywood whenever possible. Yeah, and, and his so wife's like, please, that's so tacky. Don't do it. And he's like, but it was a good idea. I must do it. <laughs> they said Hollywood, and it seemed like a good time. Speaking of. Um, yeah. But, like, so the Ripper guy goes up, and it's like, oh, hey, it's Tom Noonan. You came in character. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question, guy. Uh, I'm Lisa Gibbons. Uh. And then, like, two seconds later, the actual Tom Noonan <laughs> yeah. shows up. And they're like, they're like what the uh, hell? <laughs> um, but, like, his his agent shows up and is like, did Jack Nicholson come to the Batman premieres the Joker? No, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Come on. You don't want to be typecast you're, you're, this guy you're, forever. You're not even in this this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, like, it, that guy's running around trying to kill actual Arnold while Jack Slater, fake Arnold, is, like, trying to protect him. And that whole thing is mm-hmm. goofy and... But like, kind of, this is where the climax of the movie happens too, because it's like, you know, the the, the, the Ripper dude like takes the kid. Basically, he's like, "Well, I I was gonna, you know, follow through with killing Arnold, but you know what? I'd rather go up on the roof and And recreate this this." with the kid because that was fun." Yeah, yeah. So, boy, there's some zany stuff in this scene too, (laughs) where Arnold. I mean, it is pouring rain throughout Mm -hmm. this entire finale. but yeah, they kind of recreate this and it electrocutes the so the, the dude just basically throws the kid off the roof and then Arnold electrocutes him by pulling out a or, or taking hitting a power coupling or whatever. And it electrifies the floor, uh, which is one big puddle, basically. Yeah. Um, so that happens. And then Charles, he goes and, and rescues the kid who's been hanging on this gargoyle or whatever. Again, superhumanly flings him back up onto the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, well, glad that's over. And then Charles Dance is like, well, that's what you think. There are all the movie characters I could go get to menace you with, but I'm just going to shoot you. Um, and then it's clever and then extra clever because he's been shooting at them while they're hiding behind something. And then it goes click. And Arnold's like, ha movie mistake. You forgot to lo- reload your gun. He's like, no, I just left one chamber empty. Blam. Blam. So shoots him dead center in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he, the kid he he swung at the kid, and the kid was acting like, "Oh, he broke my arm and everything." So he right. he the kid jumped on him because he was faking him out and yes. got the gun away. Yes. And then Arnold ends up a- able to shoot Charles Dance right. through the eye, y- yes. which is like also they they establish that some of his his eyes are explosive devices. So he explodes. Yeah, so he explodes, <laughs> and the ticket goes flying onto the ground. 
right in front of a New York screening of the Seventh Seal. <laughs> this I will always maintain. This is the most bizarre, fucked up direction a movie can go in ever. Like just how you got this past any studio exec. Well, if you think about it. Bill and Ted 2 had just done this a year or two before. They were like, you know what kids like these days? E. Mark Bergman's The Seventh Seal and Portrayals of Death. Like, I guess. I, no, I mean, think about it. Like, I, Bill and Ted's <laughs> Bogus Journey had just happened. I know. And the, and again, that was a big thing of like, we got death I know. out of this movie. But I just... And we're challenging him, challenging him to games. I, <laughs> I just, for a movie about a kid obsessed with Arnold movies that then moves into, I can go get any of these pop culture villains that I want. Mm -hmm. The movie ends up with literally death from the seventh seal coming out of the movie and walking the streets of New York. Mm -hmm. And it's played by Sir Ian McKellen. Yep. <laughs> Because there's a cop who's lighting up a cigarette and he walks by it and just goes, touches him on the shoulder, very just go ding. And it's not that he immediately falls over and dies. It's several, it, he keeps walking a few, half a dozen steps more, mm -hmm. and that guy just starts coughing. And you're like, oh, he, he's going to die. It's the, the fifth act of this movie is fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because so they're now taking Arnold to the hospital in this ambulance and. Uh, the people are like, no, he's, yeah, he's gonna not, die. Not gonna make it. And and Danny's like, uh, take him back to the theater. And they're like, what the hell? And he, so he pulls out Charles Dance's gun, and they're like, fuck this. And they all jump out of the ambulance. So he has to drive the ambulance into the movie theater mm -hmm. and wheel Jack up, <laughs> wheel Jack, wheel him up to the the screen. Yeah, fire. Well, he tells Nick like, go fire up the projector. It's like it's got to work. I even if we don't have the ticket. Yeah, he's like, do you have the ticket? He's like, no. He's but it has to work anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're just kind of sitting there on the screen, and then Death just strolls in, like, hey, and and Danny's gonna shoot Death. He's like, you can't take him. He's yeah. not yours. He's like, I was just curious. He's like, yeah, he's not on my list at like, all. Like I don't ever. know what he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, you are. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> you will be a grandfather. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of turns around to leave, and Danny's like, well, since you're here, can't you help us? And he's like, didn't you think to look for the other half of the ticket? Yeah. <laughs> Death out. Bye. <laughs> so he leaves. Like, he is literally the, just there to, to be curious. Mm -hmm. And then he goes away. This might be the my favorite shot of the movie. I don't even understand it, but it's so you just see a shot of the ticket box <laughs> and Danny full just launches a kick through this off screen, kicks through this box, which explodes all the tickets out. Like, like, you know, enter the dragon when he's fighting the really big dude and he does like the flying double kick to his chest. Danny does that to the ticket box for no reason. Like... <laughs> We always enjoy a good punch or kick from off screen, but this is just like, what the shit? <laughs> so, yeah. And of course, all the tickets are gold, but he finds it anyway. Well, uh, it's a different shape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he takes it in there and it's like, all right, we can put him back in the movie. It's just a flesh wound when he gets in there and they throw him back in there. And yeah, yeah they, the movie characters bring a doctor over like, oh, my God. And the doctor's like, this is not even a flesh wound. What the hell did you call me for? Yeah. And everything's fine again. Yeah. Danny disappears back home mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah they have they have like a final like you know kid you got to go back to your world and the kid's like but you're the only thing i give a shit about and he's like yeah but i need you to give a shit out there i will always be here yeah. on the screen i need you to believe in me danny which yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but that's i mean he, there's they, no like they, they paint like the they paint the ever so slight thing because like the other half of the ticket is still floating around plus danny's got his half yeah and as nick and here walking away he's like oh did i ever tell you about the time my dad took me to see buffalo bill here and it's mm -hmm. like not not serial killer you know right. the Lambs version <laughs> um but which also it's like how the fuck old are you nick like yeah wasn't buffalo bill in the 1800s like I mean, <laughs> yes, harry, exactly. harry, harry Houdini, i was maybe buying when you were a little kid <laughs> right. but like at this point like yeah are you fucking immortal there nick <laughs> like are you a highlander yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Going to see Annie Oakley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. I took me to the Globe Theater where I saw Hamlet perform. Like, the fuck is up with you, Nick? <laughs> yeah. Eh, it's over. Yeah. The last action hero is over. Yeah. There's, I mean, we gloss over lots. There's, there's a lot of stuff. There's in this movie. a lot more, it's, yeah. it's got a lot of stuff happening in it, which is kind of exhausting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Now, before we rate it, I, I, I want to, I want to double propose the rock last action hero. All right. Um, I want to take it up a notch and I would say 
we approach same Shane Black, who I have to assume was probably not completely happy with the way this turned out. I don't think so. Um, and we say, I see what you were going for towards the end. You you wanted to do Monster Squad in an action movie. Mm-hmm. What if we let you? Yeah. And do that, like actually go pluck people out of movies. Well, on one hand, yes, but mm-hmm. then also the Predator. That I don't think his fault. I... I, I've not given up faith in Shane Black because of the Predator. I mean, that's yeah, that's some studio fuckery and and basically just like, I mean, it was losing a reel to to bad photography or sure. whatever, and then the studio going redo it and totally different and yeah, all that. Yeah. So and probably a fraction of the time he tried to shoot the original stuff, right? So <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, that was probably a production problem. But yeah. I'm saying, I mean, like, I don't say not yes. necessarily saying he directed, but I'm like. How would you, how, what would you do if you if you could have made this movie the way you wanted to? Where obviously towards the end it was going to be like Hollywood Monster Squad, where mm-hmm. he goes and gets gets different people out of different movies. Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, what I guess, and also you you don't you take out the whole movie theater business, like you know at this point, like that that doesn't even make sense. Like I I feel like the ticket could work on like DVDs. You know sure. what I mean? Like, what are DVDs? <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Like I mean, like whole media of something. Like you know, I don't think it's like. I don't think you could pretend that like there's theaters in New York showing all these random movies that are super convenient to whatever time period. No. Yeah, it would have to be a haunted streaming service. (laughs) So someone working in the server farm at Netflix is, Mm -hmm. you know, an old it's Danny. Now he's 100 years old. I mean, and and, and it's like, well, the thing is, is like, I mean, it's called Last Action Hero. So, Uh I mean, like, I feel like you have to kind of like keep it in that mold. But I mean. There's no reason for it to need to be an action hero guy other than the title of the movie. Like, well, it would make sense now, considering that there aren't any, because at the time, I mean, until this movie, Arnold was at his height. I mm-hmm. mean, Van Damme is in this movie for five seconds at the premiere. Mm-hmm. He was still. Well, plus uh, Sylvester Stallone was the Terminator inside Jack Slater world. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So like at the time, this seemed like a love letter to things that were still at their peak. Mm-hmm. And then this killed it. Um now it would be a nostalgia piece because there aren't action movies like this anymore. Not like this, but I well, mean, I mean, like of the of the Schwarzenegger ilk of yeah. guy, you know, unstoppable guy. Sure, I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The Rock kind of is. It, yes, again, like fucking skyscraper is a Jack Slater fucking movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rampage, like I mean, everything yeah. he's done, it's just like I am unstoppable. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Jason Statham still fighting giant sharks. Yes. You know, I mean, there are still action here. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking punched it. There's the Fast and the Furious movies where, you know, yeah, again, that's The Rock. But I mean, like other people can just do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You just have a kid obsessed with the Fast and Furious movies. And mm-hmm. yeah, he goes into like Hobbs and Shaw 4. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch it. It's a kid palling around with The Rock and Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. Some sort of prison riot. <laughs> Uh yeah okay uh let's let's rate last action hero okay um hmm. I'm gonna give it I want to say two and a half jocks but I can't do that uh so I'm gonna give it two jocks it there's a lot of stunts in this that are really good uh the first two fake Arnold things are fucking amazing. The The whole opening sequence and the Hamlet thing are just like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, there are bits throughout the rest of the film that sporadically work. There are just moments where I'm like, yeah, that OK, yes, that's good. But man, it, it just it just the kid bugs me, not the kid himself. The kid himself is fine. It's just the approach of this kid to be like, man, fuck this world. And I, you're fake. And this is all bullshit. Mm. When he should just be like, this is awesome, uh, which would make his moment later when he decides to play chicken with Charles Dance while riding a bike and he realizes he's the plucky comic relief. And that's why none of this is going to work. It would make that movie or that moment be a hell of a lot more weighty because up until that point, he's thinking he's invincible mm-hmm. until he has the realization. Oh, shit, I'm the sidekick. Yeah. I could die. But yeah, two jocks. I, there's there's things to, I've I've never hated this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there are things in it that I will always stick to. There are moments that I always quote. I will quote the Charles Dance yelling, shooting at Anthony Quinn about going 360. 
It's actually 180. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I quote that all the time to people when they say that to me. Um, Yeah, there's... The notion of a of a really skilled bad guy in a movie realizing he's in a movie and can escape that movie and do whatever he wants is awesome. This movie just doesn't do enough with it. Yeah. So th- there's so much good here. It's just it gets kind of clunky in the middle. Yeah. So I have a weird journey with this movie. Um, something about and, and it's ironic that it points out to Bram Stoker's Dracula specifically in the in the paper as mm-hmm. far as things he's potentially going to go recruit mm-hmm. um, because this 92 93 era of movies and i guess was bram stoker's that was 91 no it was 92, 92. yeah it was same year okay so this was like the the age where i started to get hoity toity about movies mm-hmm. i mean it just it just is cuz i mean i was around 14 15 and i started like i'm now watching art films and i'm looking down upon these other things right so it was this kind of weird um, time period for me because it's like I at this point I'd, I'd pretty much already watched all the 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 core Arnold movies and things like that. Um, I had actually seen some of the uh, inspirations that were lifted and borrowed for Dr- uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm-hmm. and at the time uh, I hated that I hated Bram Stoker's Dracula when I walked out of the theater, and I hated this when I walked out of the theater mm-hmm. um, because I. I hadn't quite come to grasp with homage versus parody versus like satire of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so like, I was just like, Oh, that's just fucking derivative garbage on the, on the Dracula movie. We're not thinking like how many people have actually seen like Nosferatu and, you know, vampire, vampire, uh, (laughs) things like that, you know, like Todd Browning's Dracula and things like that. So I was like, I, I didn't get that. Like, okay, this is bringing all of that into one thing for a modern audience. Acting aside, you know, I, I've come to really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I really came around to like this movie some years later um, because I was like, oh, I no, I get it. Like this was at a, at a peak and it was like it's time to take the take the piss out of the these movies a little bit. Um, I don't think it does it perfectly. Um, but now I'm in like a weird now this movie's getting worse for me because like there's so much really bad dated cg and stuff in it like it's really bad in certain parts i I didn't mention that but it's one of those movies that it it is the most obvious like oh the print just got terrible there Mm -hmm. must be about to be some hand-drawn bullshit showing up in this yeah it gets chunky looking i mean it just gets desaturated and gross people people talk about like late era and early 2000 late era 90s and, and early 2000 cg being bad and it is because like at that point we gained the confidence like we thought we knew what we were doing mm-hmm. but this time period is the absolute worst i think because yeah. um again apropos of nothing i recently uh again i was just kind of like re-watching some movies of this time period that i i have dismissed and trying to reevaluate my, my feelings with and i came across and rewatched coneheads out of apropos of nothing just i'm saying like there is a shot in that that is like one of the worst like CG animated things. The it's, subway, the thing. subway thing is yeah. just like holy fucking shit. <laughs> that is one of the worst things I have ever seen in my life. Where, yeah. but it, but I'm just saying like imagine that and like so I'm like I'm I'm certain I'm I'm immediately very conscious of like early '90s CG just nightmare shots where it's just like like you said the film grain changes to video and all of this like it's like oh here comes a really bad CG and there it is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, that being said, I'm still going to give this three jocks. Like I, I, I appreciate this movie so much more than I once did. Um. And it, and it's, I've pretty much come completely around on Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like I, I kind of adore that movie for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. I still think Keanu's horribly miscast. I don't. I've come. I've come around on Keanu by and large. Like I, I feel like he's a really cool dude who. He was uh, just wrong place. He was. He was wrong place, wrong time, and 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 it was more Hollywood fucking with his image for a while there yeah you know then it, and i feel like he he just kind of got un, unfairly like thrust in because he was always like a b-tier like solid dude you know like he's a guy you can get and he's great in something like point break but you know he's he he's got limited range he doesn't need to be you know jonathan harper <laughs> or harker in in, in yeah. dracula yeah. um so it's just like it's there's some dumb stuff and uh, like he's badly miscast mm-hmm. anyway i still really like that movie i this movie is like a weird roller coaster because like couple years before last time i like i watched this i i liked it even more now watching it it's like oh god just like some of the cg bit and some of the jokes and 
I, I just a lot you, of the jokes are bad. Well, the jokes are not. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love like almost every bad pun joke that they have. But like, I I mean more like the the references that it was like, wow, did you really think that was going to stand the test of time? Because like MC Hammer coming in talking about doing the the soundtrack for Jack Slater Five, and it's like, come on, by ninety three his his star was on a yeah you know, meteoric fall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so rocketing to yeah, the earth. <laughs> yeah. It's like it was already happening. Like you know, people were like. Really, you're doing the fucking Adams Family song, like, and that was like two years before, mm. you know. So mm-hmm. he, it was already like, nope, and you know, things like that. I'm yeah. just saying, like, some of the some of the tertiary like references, it's like, it's like, mm, no, guys, like, you should have known that was gonna die real fast. But anyway, yeah, I, I still mostly like Last Action Hero. Yeah, it it definitely there is definitely something about this movie. And I wholeheartedly agree with you that it it is a thing that should somehow come back around again. Someone should fix it. Someone should do it right. And your idea for The Rock is, you know, solid. Yeah. I mean, it's we've come to such a weird place where I feel like we're getting sequels or homages to things that may not even be necessarily officially licensed. Mm -hmm. Because I saw a trailer recently that they're making a movie called Little and it looks like the opposite of Big. But I don't know that it has any tie to the movie Big, like Tom Hanks Big. Like, just an adult wants to be a kid again? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I I, don't know that it has any direct tie or anything to do with, like, being an official sequel, but it's, I think it's more like someone wishes it upon an adult who's, like, kind of an asshole. It's like, you know, if you were a kid, I'd kick your ass right oh, now. And okay. it's like, and then they wake up the next morning and they're a kid. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just saying, like, I don't know if it has, but it's, it's clearly, like... Well, here's the opposite of big and gender swapped. So, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know. I'm saying like <laughs> we've just come into a weird age where it's like remake everything, even if you don't have the rights to or, you know, okay, do a do a derivative thing of it. So hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's the last action here. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, so uh, thank you guys for uh, for voting for that. I, I wanted to get back to that. That was one I had been itching to rewatch and so that yeah, gave it's us way a... too long for bfcast prime oh god, god yeah this movie is like god, ridiculously long goes on forever uh two hours ten minutes yep. is how long we sat here watching that <laughs> uh so anyway but thank you for picking it uh it was it was fun to go back and revisit and again just reminded me of man arnold movies they used to be real good and then something happened and, and this is it this is what happened this is the line this is where it where it went wrong um but uh, so uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for donating. Thank you for having any interest whatsoever. Uh, thank you for voting in the poll. Uh, every week, the poll's back. Uh, I know it was gone there for a couple of weeks, but that's because we were gone for a couple of weeks. There's no sense in voting if no one was here to do a show. So anyway, poll's back. You can go vote on things. And uh, that's all at patreon.com slash bmfcast. If you're not a patron, you should be, you can be, and you will be. If you give us a dollar or more, and then you get amazing things like this and other things, too. So uh, that's it this week. We'll be back next week with another movie that you guys have picked. And until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Babcast Extra. Out. Oh.